Welcome to the Water Learn Podcast. I'm your host, Franz Tapon. In this episode, I talk about veganism and its link to osteoporosis. I'm a partial vegan, and I, when I'm not being a vegan, I'm trying to be vegetarian, and I try to minimize my meat intake overall. And Sim Blanchard, my buddy, has been a vegan for many years now. Although he's kind of like me, occasionally he will go into the dark side and eat something that he's not supposed to, you know, something like an animal. But he has now been diagnosed with osteoporosis. And we discuss about the linkage between osteoporosis and veganism. 7% of men around his age get osteoporosis. So if 7% of men are getting it, are most of them vegan? Anyway, we talk about his dietary changes and long-term decline of health. And finally, we end the podcast with his plans for 2024. Enjoy this podcast about health, fitness, with Sim Blanchard. Oh, how old were you where you decided to go vegetarian slash vegan? I think I was about 60. 60? 58, 60. Okay, before 60, you ate everything. Uh, you, yeah. were, you were an omnivore. Yeah, yeah. Okay, and then around uh, 60, you decided to go vegetarian, or and then you became vegan? Pretty much, yeah. How long yeah. were you before you became vegan? Uh, probably about two or three years, and it was gradual, about okay. two years. Okay, yeah. so when you were 62, 63, you decided to become vegan. You're right. Now you're 70, so you're fast forward about seven years later of veganism. Yeah, yeah. You're not hyper strict. No, no, yeah. I, for cultural experiences, then I uh, make right. exceptions. Right, and he has a cultural experience every night, <laughs> 365 <laughs> days a year. <laughs> um, so as a result, you, you eat vegan food about once a year. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> no, once a year. So I'm vegan. <laughs> no, no, no. You're 70 years old. Congratulations. Thank you. Um, and you got an interesting diagnosis. What happened? Yeah, they tested me. We did a DEXA scan. And I guess it's obligatory when you're 70, when you turn 70. And uh, they found I have osteoporosis. And it checks your bone density, but... It, also, it can check your muscle density, your your uh, visceral fat, and and other things. I didn't. They didn't look at that, but they looked at bone density, okay. and they found I have osteoporosis, which is just <laughs> mind blowing. Do you know what percentage of men over seventy who have osteoporosis? Uh, I know it's more common in women. Yeah, more common in women. I I don't have that statistic, but it's. Yeah, I'd say 5 to 10%. You suspect it has to do with veganism, or is it your doctor that uh, suspects? Um, both? I, I kind of do. And the, Did your doctor say that? They, I saw that as a, um, one of the causes that the nurse had... Uh, had listed. Had, yeah, that's listed. This is, oh, yeah, because, you know, if you don't get enough calcium, and, um, you know, and it's hard to do with a vegan diet, you need to eat a lot of leafy greens... Mm-hmm. And when I'm traveling and hiking, it's really difficult to get that. So mm-hmm. uh, I don't think I was getting enough calcium and protein. Um, I would usually eat nuts, berries, and seeds, which is good enough for hiking. But then I think uh, the you know when I hike for 12 or 15 hours a day, then I'm burning a lot of energy. And once my fat is gone, then it starts working on the muscles and then works off you know pulls minerals out of the bones. So I think that's what was happening. Um, uh, yeah, so now I've switched over. I'm eating a lot more yogurt and cheese and mm-hmm. uh, salmon with the bones and sardines. 
What do you mean? With the bones? You eat the bones? Yeah. yeah. You eat the bones of the salmon? Yeah, yeah. You can get them in cans. That's uh, The bones? Yeah, the bones too. With the, Don't they get like stuck in your throat? No, no. They cook them. You know, they cook oh, them. Oh, really? Yeah, they slice them. You can, you can look at the cans. Who knew? You look at the cans and they say, uh, some of them say boneless and skinless. And you don't look at those, but you get the other ones. With the bones? Uh, with the bones. And it's, you know, a lot of calcium and vitamin D. Because, see, I like to usually kill animals and discard 90% of them yeah. and eat 10% that I like. That's right. That's the all-American way. <laughs> um, so, interesting. And, but, of course, it's way too early to tell. You just got blood work today. And so, when I, I'll put in the show notes to see if that blood work turned out to be, like, in, in move the needle or not. Yeah. But so far, it's too early to My, my D levels were low. Um, uh, the last time I had a D, taken, vitamin D, vitamin D, okay. and you need D to process the calcium, mm. you know, to build your. And bone you can't acid. just take supplements. Uh, yeah, I have been taking them now, okay. uh, uh, consistently. I was so, taking them before, but not consistently. Yeah. And I'd been hiking, you know, on the uh, Florida Trail, and mm. you know, you would think, you know, and I honestly, I don't use sunscreen. So I figured I'd be getting enough sunlight, but I guess not. So I feel like doing the same thing that a lot of meat eaters like to do, which is uh, if they start getting coronaries and arterial blockage, they'll say, well, it was just hereditary and it would have happened to me anyway. And it's not the diet. It's not the diet. And, you know, in other words, meat eating is going to make you live forever um, or at least 100 years. And so... Here I am doing the same tactic saying, well, maybe was it the diet? It's really hard to know whether it was the diet, but you think it certainly was a contributing factor. And I guess you'll find out if these changing your diet is going to make a difference or not. Right, right. Yeah, it, it's listed as one of the um, uh, possibilities that contributes to that. Um, the other thing is... What's the other possibility? Yeah. The other thing is the um, uh, losing weight. I lost like 80 pounds. And people who weigh more, they put more load bearing on their jo- on their muscles and joints, and so they ha- there's less incidence of osteoporosis if you're if you're heavier. So um, I think because I lost a lot of weight, um, I you know, and I carry a really light pack when I go backpacking, right. that it wasn't putting a lot of load bearing. Um, so you're advising everyone to be become fat asses. That's what you're saying. <laughs> that could save you from osteoporosis, <laughs> although then you get heart disease and, and diabetes and probably cancer. But, but so newsflash, you're probably going to die. Is yeah. what you're <laughs> life's a bitch. <laughs> I use the analogy like a human being is like a car and you can get a car that was made in the 1950s mm-hmm. and it's going to have all sorts of problems. The older the car is, the more likely it's going to have problems. And right. it's just going to be some teetering. And of course, a car is different than a human because you can basically replace every single part. Right. You can't replace a brain. You can't replace... Well, you can get a heart now. Yeah. So... For but, now. But you kind of have this idea that the decline can be so gradual and then suddenly you're just going to die, you know, at 104 years old. 150. Yeah, 150, right? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna live to be 150 or yeah. die, or die trying. Exactly. So, and you read that book recently uh, that's just coming out, Outlive by Peter Atiyah. Right. And what did you learn from that about um, the lifespan and yeah. health health span and lifespan? Yeah, kind of the same thing. You want to extend your health span as long as possible. And, uh, you know, of course, your lifespan goes along with it. But, you know, living a long time with being in poor health is <laughs> not worth it. Mm-hmm. But there's so many components that go into that, you know, nutrition and exercise 
and um, sleep and your emotional health, mm-hmm. you know, your network of people, and and so there's a whole bunch of things that go into it. So that's that's what I got from from him, mm-hmm. uh, just a, a lot of things. And but you know, as as these challenges come up, and more and more as you get older. Um, you, you just have to, you know, it was a big shock to me because I thought, oh, I'm doing everything right. And then here's osteoporosis, good Lord. So now um, it just kind of alerts me and, okay, I got to address that. So. But in some ways you're defending my thesis, which is something's going to give yeah, with yeah, age. Yeah. And in your 80s, something else is going to start going yeah. right. Maybe it's your eyesight or whatever. Maybe it's your joints or who knows. Yeah. Or maybe it's a heart murmur. And then at 90s, it's going to be some other stupid thing it won't kill you but it's going to make getting up a little bit harder maybe a cognitive decline mm-hmm. some things and then when you get to be a hundred years old then some other stupid thing is going to help hurt you, you know, like so to me the this idea of you know you're going to live a great high quality life a healthy life and you're gonna be able to do all sorts of things and then suddenly at the age of 110 you're just going to keel over and die without any warning, without any decline. It seems to make no sense. Well, it, it's the goal. You know, your goal is that, and it's like, and it's like your analogy with the car. You know, if you continue to maintain it and replace the parts and address that stuff, you know, keep it up to shape stuff. You know, there's 1920, 1910 cars that are still running today, and people just take good care of them. And if you do the same with your body, there's a chance. And especially the way that healthcare, you know, the, the uh, health, uh, you know, they're, they're solving a lot of cancers, uh, more cancers as, as we go on and technologies advancing. Um, Ray Kurzweil thinks we'll hit 1929 as, or 1930 is when um, we'll be able to extend life supposedly forever. I think, yeah, I think that's self-serving on his part because he was probably born in 1950-something and then he wants... He, it's convenient for him yeah, yeah, yeah. to hit what they call escape velocity. And yeah, yeah. I just, do you really think but, that's going to happen? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. But what's the alternative? Do you just let yourself go? Potato chips. Yeah. Sim. Yeah. Potato chips. Yeah. Enjoy them while you can. Ben and Jerry's. Well, that's my, my thing is that life's a bitch. You know, if you want to eat potato chips and ice cream, you're going to have diabetes or cancer or heart disease. And if you want to eat right and exercise and all that, that's a bitch. I'm that's not, hard, you know, and, it, and it's not fun. I'm not saying but, that. I'm not saying it's it's a cakewalk. All I'm just trying yeah. to say is, I just fear that you're going to get to be 102 years old and you're going to have all sorts of things wrong with you. Sure. And and maybe you're going to get a diagnosis that's going to take you a year to keel over at 103, and then. You're going to be disappointed that you only lived to 103. <laughs> but I'll be dead. <laughs> no, but you'll be disappointed that final year of your life as you're kind of like, you know, falling apart. If you ask anybody, like that's 102 or 100, not everybody, but usually when they're old, you know, do you, should we just kill you? Do you want to die? And they, you know, I mean, some that are in pain and suffering, yeah, they do. But most of them say, no, I, I want to keep going. <laughs> So, you know, just because you're at that age, it yeah. doesn't mean you want to, you know... There's people who are in pain and misery at the age of 40. Exactly. And yeah, and yeah. And those fuckers don't want to die either. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Peter Atiyah's book, Outlive, you know, is mainly dodging those bullets, those this, chronic diseases, and the acute ones, you know, will get you. <laughs> but you can't really control a lot of that, but you can control the chronic ones. 
So that's that's my goal with the hiking. Yeah, and it reminds eating. me of religious a book a movie by Bill Maher when he's he asks somebody he says, "Do you believe you're going to go to heaven after you die?" And the guy says, "Yes, absolutely." And he said, "Okay, why don't you just kill yourself right now?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. What are you waiting for? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I guess you don't really believe you're going to go to heaven after you die. Well, and that's the other thing that emotional. Um, you know, keeping your purpose and your meaning alive means you want to live longer because you have a purpose and it's like, okay, I'm enjoying life, you know, I'm contributing this, this is my content, here's who, who I'm helping. So you want to continue to live. You know, once that's gone, like you said, you could be 40 and you lose that will to live, that purpose, then mm -hmm. you're going to kill yourself. You know, uh, eventually it kind of goes, I think. Mm -hmm. you know, so or the, you're miserable. Anyway. The only symptoms of being 70 at this point you don't have any cognitive issues. <laughs> I don't know. You tell me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any cognitive issues? I, I don't know. I forget things. Do you yeah. have any cognitive issues? <laughs> oh, maybe I have cognitive issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, honestly, I'm, I'm surprised at how well I travel and plan things out and schedule and get yeah. things done. So, so the only thing that the only ailment at 70 years old at this point is this osteoporosis thing, right. which does it manifest itself in some sort of back pain? Uh, I have a little bit of back pain and back fatigue once in a while, but it's not chronic, it's not all the time. And Anything else as symptoms? No. Like how did you find out that you had osteoporosis? Um, it was a regular, when you turn 70, you they just, do a DEXA scan. Okay, and that's how you found yeah. out. Yeah. Okay. And so so had you not done it, you would have I wouldn't have known. been blissfully unaware. Yeah. You're, you're, up, you're scheduled to be hit by a bus in about yeah. two weeks. Yeah, break every bone in my body. And <laughs> I'm so frail. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, so. So it's a good wake-up call, and um, I, I'm surprised and, and saddened, but it's another challenge of life. You know, as you get older, you, you, if you can address them, and hopefully ahead of time, mm -hmm. then, uh, you know, you can live happier and healthier for a longer period of time. 2024, your plans. You're, I know this year you're going to Scotland. You're going to hike the quote-unquote Appalachian Trail of yeah, yeah, the Highland Trail, but it's part of the Appalachians when they were together as Pangea, mm -hmm. and then hopefully Hadrian's Wall. Wait, I thought... Anyway, go ahead. Yes. And then Adrian's Wall? What's yeah, that? yeah, that's the... Uh, Hadrian, the emperor of Rome, built that to keep the Scots out. Mm, and yeah, so it's still definitely there. need to keep the Scots out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and Scots. I visited my Scottish family up in uh, by Loch Ness. Had we kept you guys out, you wouldn't have made it to California. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> uh, good Scott. So I'll be six weeks there and right. then come back and... Go. That's in later in 2023. Uh, next... Uh, two, uh, two weeks from now. Okay, so by the time this comes out, it will already you will have already come yeah, back. From yeah, yeah, should be already there. And then and then go to Utah Shakespeare Festival. Okay. They're having that. And okay, before you get too much into it, Sim has sent me a, an Excel spreadsheet with his whole itinerary, and he is a meticulous planner. He can tell you where he's going to be in six months and three days from now, <laughs> um, and it might even I mean to incredible detail. What do you see as the, why do you do it that way, pros and cons? Um, now you, let's see, I can tell you if I look at my spreadsheet, but if you just ask me, I, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I know you don't have to. I, I go, oh shit. Yeah, I, yeah. but you do, all I'm saying is that yeah. there's two types of travelers out there. Yeah. Well, there's three types of travelers. Yeah. There's the guys who plan everything. Yeah. There's the spontaneous people, and then there's the assholes. And I'm the asshole. <laughs> but in your case, you're a planner. 
Kind of. I mean, I, I sketch it out as a rough skeleton, and then as the need, I mean, I can change things. Okay. You know, hopefully after I make reservations, then I don't change. But once, you know, I, I mean, I, I'm pretty flexible. Um, and, and I leave a lot of big gaps saying, okay, I'm going to, you know, this is set aside for this, but, you know, it can change. And how often, when do you buy your flight tickets and make? I try to go for at least four months ahead of time, about okay. four to six months. Okay. And, and non-refundable. Right. How often do you have to lose the ticket? Maybe one out of five, fifteen times. Oh, that's not too bad. Yeah, not too bad. And yeah. I use Kiwi. Yeah, yeah, And yeah. Uh, so I stay overnight in airports and, yeah, uh, uh, yeah catch, uh, yeah, yeah uh, and, and do uh, what are that you? Yeah, Kiwi.com yeah. is is useful if you're not in a hurry. Yeah. Um, to get somewhere, you they they'll route you in a crazy fashion, but you can end up saving a lot of money, and sometimes. They'll show you hidden hidden stops. Yeah, you know, so you can buy a, a flight ticket to Paris, but get off in New York. That's it. For example, stops. yeah, right? and, and things like that yeah. on the way. Yeah, and twenty twenty four. I'm going to go to the Far East. Yeah. Okay. I want to go to Ta- my Back sister, in Nam. sisters in Taiwan and go to Nam, man. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, Japan and, and you're going to Taiwan. Yeah. Okay. My sisters there, and then my uh, granddaughters grandmother is in uh, Shanghai so I'll probably visit there okay. and then uh, her her grand other grandfather's in Cambodia he's an mm-hmm. army green beret retired so hopefully I'll visit him there and then just do the tour of the Far East uh-huh. and if China and Russia lighten up then I want to take the Mongolian and the Siberian Express train going across to Europe if they want to follow your adventures or get in touch with you for advice, how do you how do you find? Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm an old guy, and it's just Sim Blanchard, S Y M B L A N C H A R D. I'll put it in the show notes. And in our last and our next and final episode with Sim for at least for this year, we're going to talk about politics and world events. Oh my gosh. And that ends this episode of the Wander Learn podcast, where we explore travel, technology, and transformation. If you'd like to see the show notes with links to what we've talked about, go to wanderlearn.com and click on this episode. If you'd like to connect with me, just remember F Tapon. That's my first initial and my last name. F Tapon is always my social media username. My website is ftapon.com. Do you want to leave me an anonymous voicemail where you can make a comment or ask a question? Then go to speakpipe.com slash ftapon. Furthermore, if you'd like to get rewarded for supporting my projects, then go to patreon.com slash ftapon. That's where you can pick up some remarkable rewards for as little as $2 a month. Now, five quick favors. Number one, subscribe to the WanderLearn podcast. Two, download it. Three, share it. Four, review it. And five, sign up for my newsletter at wanderlearn.com. Our theme music was composed by Eric Stratman. This is Francis Tapon encouraging you to wander and learn. Thank you.